This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Trader, trade, trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Again here at Consensus Week, another amazing guest with Michael from Light. Streams, that's what the light is. <laughs> like, yes. G'day guys, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Again, another amazing guest here at New York Consensus Week. I've got Michael from Light Streams. Thank you very much for being on the show, Michael. I want to tell the guys and girls at home all about what you're doing and what your project is. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm Michael Smolensky, CEO and founder of Light Streams. So Lightstreams is a blockchain protocol, so we're the underlying layer where decentralized applications can be built on top of our protocol. Alright, so you're basically the ecosystem that others will plug into, much like an Ethereum type setup whereby other projects can put on top of. Now in this space, there are many in this space, obviously as you know, you're in it. Uh, What are your major hurdles at the moment and are you able to overcome them quickly or is it a really long drawn out process because effectively what you're doing is quite complicated. Yeah, I mean... Actually, we've been building this for the last year. Um, we uh, won an award in a hackathon, actually at Consensus last year. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so we've already been through a lot of hurdles already yeah. to get this far. Um, so my background is as a software engineer, um, building blockchain projects, like real ones, actually some high profile ones. And so the Lightstream's technology has actually come out of that work. Right. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got a lot of hurdles still to go. Um, we have the basic protocol, but there's a lot of features that we still want to build. And I mean, people can check out our roadmap and uh, see those features. So you are not somebody who's brand new to trying this. You, you've created this for other companies, other areas you've worked in within the, not just the technology space, because I heard you mention before that you'd worked uh, in Sydney, London, you've been with, uh, in banking with Goldman Sachs and tech. You've been quite, quite actually, do you want to tell us a little bit yeah, about yeah, where, sure. how you've come to here? Because it's quite a fascinating space that we're in, but it's also fascinating the stories to how one came into this space, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my go way back, I'm, I'm an electrical engineer uh, from New Zealand, and I went to London like most Aussies and Kiwis, yep. and um, and got involved in the dot-com bubble time, and um, yeah, worked in the financial services industry, went to Australia, worked at Commonwealth Bank, yep. Goldman Sachs. Um, I left my comfortable job in 2014 and got involved um, in the startup scene. I could see Bitcoin really taking off and peer-to-peer lending and just felt that I had a lot to offer. Um, So that's really led me up to now, 2018. Um, And I've entered a few competitions, won awards, some concepts, but the technology just hasn't been there in my view. And so what we've done is built some things that actually I wanted for my own projects. Uh, so that's really what Lightstreams is, is just about good engineering of some components put together to give the kind of flavor and capabilities that projects need. Well, it's quite apt because you know you, you look at what Richard Branson says as, as an example, you only have to be one or two percent better than the next guy to be the best. Uh, and what you've done uh, in terms of your past experience has sort of positioned you really, really well for this space. How's it all going at the moment as far? I know you've been working on this project for a year and you are at your, you're looking to raise at the moment or very, very soon, is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, We've just put out our latest white paper. Um, this last week, actually, we've just had amazing feedback from the community, and um, 
you know, we've had thousands of people join our Telegram group, so we're getting a lot of oh, great wow. feedback. Yeah. Um, and so right right now we're doing a private round and we're just speaking to a few strategic um, projects and um, other people that want to do partnerships um, and letting them come in and, and then we're doing um, the actual token creation event um, in Q3 and that's actually when we launch the, the actual network. Okay, so launching the network. For a lot of these people that are listening and watching this show, like, oh, I'm not a tech person, they know that, I've told you that oh, I'm an investor, I'm a trader, I'm somebody who tries to make sense of what can be somewhat a complicated environment. Yeah. When you say launch, I, I want to know what you mean, and please explain to our viewers and listeners, when you say launch, what can we expect yeah. from a launch of live streams? Yeah, okay, so we've already got the technology built, we've already got a test net up, so a test, test network. So it's functioning? Yeah. So it actually launched the main net that, that they call it, which is the blockchain itself. Yep. Um, we need to deploy this on a number of nodes, a number of computers, and get it running. But this needs to actually be very secure, and you know we need to do penetration testing. A whole lot of testing needs to go on. Try and break it first. Yeah, right? because it is a financial system. You know, I used to work in banks, so this needs to be very secure because we're dealing with people's money. Uh, so we're taking our time to make sure that's right. But a launch of the network is actually when it comes live, and then people can have their own wallets and they can do exactly what you do today with Ethereum, right. you can transfer amounts between people, but then you get the extra features that we've built as well. Um, and then developers can build um, their own applications using these features. So Q3 is not that far away. I know it's a, it's a long way out in, in the space of crypto, absolutely, things move so damn quick. But, but, here's the big but, you're obviously speaking with people who are probably looking at being interested in working on top of your platform. Yeah. From what you've gathered thus far, who are the players uh, what are the industries that you think are going to be using the using the platform the most? Because you talk about, you know, obviously we do have platforms that we can build upon right now. That these ecosystems they do exist. Yeah. What, with your little tweaks and changes that you were saying, you know, bettering the vote one or two percent. What is it favouring more so? Is there any particular industry that you think is going to benefit from this? Yeah, I guess one of the key things that we bring to the table um, is something that I had a problem with my own projects, and that is around privacy. Uh, so with the blockchain technology at the moment, anything you put on blockchain is totally public. Everyone can access it. And so it makes it really difficult to build real-world applications. So you can't have your competitor's information on there. Um, so what we bring to the table is a way of um, controlling privacy through what's called you know, giving people consent, so confidentiality. So to explain, um, you can imagine, um, I mean, the classic one is like uh, health records. So yep. um, you have your own personal health, health record, you go see your physician, you give them permission, you give them consent to access that information. Yes, yes. Um, and then, then they say, well, I have to refer you to a specialist. And then you go, okay, I'm going to give you, cons uh, sorry, that, that physician or that specialist consent to have access to this information as well. And that's all recorded on the blockchain. So it's completely traceable about when and who and how you gave consent to. Um, but that particular data is only shared amongst those three participants. Um, you can go further than that as well. You can actually go, you know, when you think um, wider in terms of music, for example, that an artist, um, they can publish some yep. music um, onto our system. Um, and then people get access, they give consent, I guess, to have access to that information when people pay a price. Yeah, okay. um, and so that's giving consent to like a global audience, yep. I guess. 
to have access to their music. So it's about peer-to-peer behavior of um, sharing and giving authorization to, to data. Okay, now this is the flip side of crypto, of course. I interview a lot of people on the show, as I said to you before, you know, I've had a doctor on the show just a couple of days ago. She was amazing out of Saudi Arabia of all places and, and putting you know, medical records onto the blockchain as very similar to what you were saying. I've had traders, I've had investors, I've had all sorts of different walks of life. And then we tend to see uh, a mixing of two minds. One is the, uh, the let's make the world a better place point of view and the other is the capitalist point of view. Now, as far as cryptocurrency, because that's just one area of that, crypto assets and the blockchain, where do you sit in there? I mean, are you doing this purely? And look, I don't mind either way. Like, we've all got our place, right? We can all live our own way and just don't step on anyone's toes as we go. If, if, we'll, if we just want to make money, do it without hurting anybody. If we want to save the world, do it with helping everybody. And if you want to combine the two, that's amazing as well. This project to you, you seem pretty passionate about it. Obviously, it is your baby, but I'm also passionate about businesses that I've got too. Sure. Um, is this something that is purely from a business point of view or are you looking to see change and if so how will this actually look to change the rest of the way the world works i mean it's a really good Tough question, question yeah right? i mean it's a big one it's, it's actually a really question about blockchain in itself and the community, uh, right? yeah and actually i sit down with bears and talk have a bear with like some technical colleagues and we talk about this about where is blockchain going um Blockchain is actually, as I see it, like a road that connects different companies and projects together. Um, and what I'm really passionate about is the decentralization aspect that blockchain technology brings. So that's empowering the consumer to connect with each other, that yeah. they don't need intermediaries that are um, basically harvesting their data, um, clipping the ticket, taking yep. a fee on the way through, um, and all these different things. Um, so, you know, and for example, like one story, I, I said to my girlfriend, we're in, we live in Spain and we live in this building complex and basically no one in this apartment knows or can talk to each other and they're always complaining the building manager is never around and, and like something really simple is like, why can't the community talk directly yeah. to each other? Um, and then you have the economics around that as well. Um, but this is really, I think, where blockchain technology is going, is about empowering societies um, to really come together and talk together and transact yeah. together rather than going through a Google or whatever um, intermediary. Someone that holds our data and transfers. And controls that. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's... I've spoken to a lot of people about that. The privacy aspect is definitely a huge area of that. What I really enjoy about this industry is it's so collaborative. I mean, I, I've never... I've worked in London too. I, I did the same thing as, as you. Yeah. All, most Aussies and Kiwis and Antipodeans <laughs> do. Right. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't lived in Spain. I've visited it many times. And the Brits say, what are you doing here? Because we want to go there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but look, I mean, what I love is the, is the collaborative nature of this industry. It, it, it seems that, and it, look, it, it will change. It will definitely change. But at these early days, what we're seeing a lot of is a lot of helping each other. That's uh, I don't see walls thrown up very often of, no, you go away. Even if they're competitors, they do tend to talk together because we are a society, we're trying to make things better, we're trying to change the way things are doing, and there's a real sense of community, as in, look, we don't need to give the powers that be the powers that they have. We can bring that power back and share within each other, making life easier, better, safer, more transparent, and trustless. Yeah. I think that the vibe out there, I know it's getting all very hippie on that, no. I'm, I'm the best bald-headed hippie you've ever met, um, <laughs> but the whole, that whole feeling of, we really are making a change. I love that so much about the community. Now, 
you've been working with a lot of obviously very intelligent people on the tech side of things because what you're doing is very complicated. Are you finding that it's very much the same, that people really want to come together and work together for something that is bigger than just a business? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, some of these things are not businesses in, in their own right. I mean, they're sure. protocols, so it's really about um, a public good in a way. That's true. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the industry is built on open source software, primarily. Yeah. Um, so, and that's totally different from the way that we've been doing business in, in the last 20 years yep. with, with the internet revolution. Um, and a lot of people come to us and say to us, okay, so who are your competitors? I mean, we don't really see any competitors um, because the technology at this stage is all very new yeah. and a lot of people are going down different paths, which is fine. And we've gone down one path but we may not be going down the right path. So we look to others and say, well, how are you doing there? Um, we've got some great advisors from other projects. Um, and that happens out. And, and then they, if we're doing something good, they look over the fence and go, well, that's pretty cool. Um, can we use some of that? And actually the Lightstream's technology is engineered by a mixture of other technology from other projects. Wow. Um, so it's all just about good engineering. Um, and hopefully the projects that build upon our protocol can see that we've chosen the right mix of engineering that provides the technology, the platform that they really need to do to do what they want to do. It sounds like that Livestreams totally encompasses everything that we love about the space, the, the <laughs> community spirit, the collaborative efforts uh, and the, the not being scared. I also love what you said about you're not, you don't feel there's any competitors. I, I feel the same. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about what this guy's doing or that girl's doing. I, I'm doing my thing. And, and my job is to be as best as I can for what I do. And if we focus exactly. on going forward, as opposed to what everyone else is doing, we can create something truly great. We stop wasting energy on the peripheral. Yeah. Um, look, I ask every single guest this question. Uh, you were through the dot-com, you talked about that. Well, I think you were in London at the time, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you saw the rise of the internet, and we do compare the internet and blockchain because of the, the massive rise in technology. Uh, we are seeing that now, the big drain of brains from Silicon Valley into blockchain, yeah. which is great. Uh, the question that I want to ask you, that I ask everybody, is are we in 1993 or in the year 2000 as far as blockchain and the technology and adoption at the moment? It's hard to say because um, 12 months ago is completely different than, was, uh, yeah, uh, than now. Um, some people say, can this last? Um, I, personally, from the technology side, there's still so much more that needs to be done. Um, I think it's about public adoption as well because we've got like a lot of um, people connected to the crypto space. Yeah. They're all geeks and you've got the traders and all that, but I think there's still not enough public um, awareness and adoption. Yeah. So in terms of the wave, actually, I think that hasn't even started. No. Um, so we, we saw in 2000 that people started using the internet and you got that wave. So I don't think we're there yet, yeah. um, like in 2000. Um, but who knows, I mean... <laughs> You've got to give me a year. You've got to give me a year. Is it 93, 96, 95? Where are we? Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> probably, um, probably like 95. 95. Um, yeah, I remember actually, <laughs> hopefully I'll make the story short, but I remember I was young, I was a teenager, and my dad, we had a computer, and, and my uncle came, and he's a chef, and he said, my dad said, um, show your uncle uh, how great the internet is and so I went on to searching and he's into cooking so I I googled something well, actually it wasn't Google that yeah, time. No, it wasn't and basically it was so slow it went bring it. and then it bring back all these searches nothing related to like his bakery and then they basically got bored straight away and walked away and and this is pretty much what 
um, crypto world's like at the moment. Yeah. If you try to do some things with it, it's really slow, yeah. it's not user friendly and things like that. And we will get there. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's like 1995. Oh, well, I couldn't agree more. And you know what? Just about everybody's been 93 to 95. Everybody, oh, okay. I've interviewed a lot of That's different good. people from different areas, so everyone's on the same vein. That's, That's the whole point of the uh, the scoring system. Now, if they want to find more about the project, what you're doing, and where to find you, what, where do the viewers and listeners find more about yourself and the project? I mean, just go to our website, which is lightstreams.network. .network. Um, and we've got like a great white paper there that they can read. We've got some videos of the demo. Um, and then obviously it'll lead you there to our um, Telegram group if you want to speak directly to us. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're really open with trying to answer as many questions and, and try to help the community and understand what we're doing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Wish you all thank the best of luck time. for your uh, Q Q3 launch. I wish it all, all well and I hope you achieve all the goals you set out to achieve, mate. I look forward to seeing your Cheers. progress going forward. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. CoinSpot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.